Welcome back to episode 16 of Retrotopia, a show where Sam and myself talk about the games we used to play. That's right, Brian, and this week we are talking about Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, we were originally going to talk about Alter Beast, but last minute change because uh, I ran into life and life ran into me pretty hard. But uh, it's been about, a, been about a week since we talked. Sam, what do we, what do we got going on over there in Wisconsin? Oh, not too much. Yeah, it's been pretty warm, but talking about the weather is boring. So, um, yeah, I've just been keeping myself busy, got, getting over a cold and watching the Super Bowl this weekend. So, yeah, that was uh, quite the game. I'm not a big football fan, but I always watch the Super Bowl. It's just a lot more on the line and they play with a little more heart. But how many San Francisco players went down? Quite a few. And, oh, and uh, that dude that uh, tripped on the grass and like sprained his ankle. That was, yeah, that's nuts. Cause it's like that happened. And it's like one of those just freak things that can happen. But um, there was like a player too after that, like Christian McCaffrey got tackled in this weird way. It's like, wow, he didn't. I mean, I'm sure it hurt to get tackled that way, but he wasn't like injured out of the game. It was like, oh, if anything, I would think that hurts worse than whatever happened uh by tripping on the field but yeah well that that's the importance of warming up right i guess i don't know this stuff just happens uh how about you how's it going up there in canada man well uh before we were uh recording there i was telling you about my fun little uh accident last night uh, i tripped in the dark uh went uh started going down and went for the counter with my hand missed took the full force on my chest so it's been kind of a, a nice day of uh, a lot of pain Oh, yeah, that's that's no good. And it's not really anything you can do no. for it. Are you taking anything or just letting it heal? No, it's just going to heal. It's just basically a large bruise right now. Like nothing's broken. There's no big cuts or wounds or anything like that. So it's uh, it's more of a discomfort than it is a problem. It's just getting punched in the chest by the counter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I blame Taylor Swift. I would too. Yeah. I don't know how it's her fault, but somehow it's her fault. I, I hear that's popular right now. It is. Um, yeah, my oldest, uh, my oldest daughter says she is uh, old and overrated. Which, uh, Ooh. yeah, uh, I'm upset by one of those things, and I'll let you all decide which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you in bed right now under the sheets, crying. No, Tay Tay is not overrated. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, so let's uh we did not actually get any comments this week, which is okay. We're a little hurt. Um Yeah, we'll we take did, it out on uh on our friends there. Yeah. Um we did call a uh speaking of football, we did call an audible and switch from Altered Beast this week to Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, good term. Yeah. Um so we did not um we did not get any comments because uh, it was pretty short notice. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's all I had to well, say about that. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into that, uh, what have we got coming up in the uh, next few weeks there, Sam? So the next few weeks, uh, we, barring any changes to the schedule, which I don't think we will, uh, no. we have uh, Punch-Out for the NES coming up. Uh, we have Final Fantasy three, which I'm very much looking forward to talking about. And Marble Madness. Um, and so, yeah, I've been playing Final Fantasy 3. I've made a lot of progress. I think I'm almost done with it. But I didn't quite finish it this weekend because my uh, my personal game that I'm playing is the Ocarina of Time 3D remake. On Well, it was already 3D, but the Ocarina yeah, of Time 3D. have been posting that in the uh, Discord there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just uh, letting one of, our, one of our friends know that you just past him like he was standing still yeah <laughs> yeah i got i got back from watching the super bowl last night and then i beat uh the shadow temple so i am uh just about i think right up to the spirit temple now so i should be done with it like probably tomorrow <laughs> are you playing on the 3ds or the uh, uh n64 uh 3ds um okay. Yeah, that's the the 3DS remake is actually really cool. I would suggest it if, if anyone's got a 3DS and uh, has not played the um, the basically the the remake or the remaster of Ocarina oh, actually, of Time. It's worthwhile. I bought that and I still have it as part of my collection. I just actually never played the 3DS version of the game. Oh, okay, so yeah, if we if we well we will 
cover that game on the show. Um, if I have if I have anything to say about it, I think you should play the 3DS uh, version because it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's actually got a little bit of quality of life updates and it looks oh, sharper. The, the original game didn't sit well with me, so. Well, uh, some of those things might not have been fixed. I think I think Navi is actually more obnoxious. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Then Navi's the, original. the wild card of video games, <laughs> and he will know who what that means. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, she she turn. she pipes in. Actually, they added a thing uh, because it's a more modern um, remaster. Uh, if you've been playing for a couple hours, she'll pipe up and say like, hey, isn't it time that you saved and took a break? <laughs> oh, yeah. That uh, whole Nintendo thing that they yeah. started for a long time there. Yeah, that was like the Wii era and the yeah 3DS. Video DS games era. are rotten. Your brain. Go take yeah. a break. I think it's time for you, for you to take a break. I think it's you time for you to shut up. haven't had a smoke in an hour. Go outside yeah. and get some fresh air. I think it's time for you to shut up and let me do what I want. <laughs> How about or you? What are you with me? Yeah. What are you playing, Brian? Uh, I've been playing the messenger, uh, pretty much exclusively outside of the uh, podcast games. Like I, I sat down with chip and Dale and, uh, I actually beat it on my first playthrough. Like I just went left to right in that game. Yeah. It's a quick one. Yeah. yeah I, I did. Not... I didn't mention that one. I did. I was playing that as well. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, the messenger, because, uh, you know, I've got a little side project going on about indie games there and, uh, the messenger is one of the ones I want to finish so I, I can, you know, carry on with my little side project, which I'm not going to talk about here. It, uh, anyways, so yeah, that game has been outstanding, man. I, I can't believe I miss it. I'm like, I'm not a huge platformer guy and mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden has never been my favorite type of game, but the messenger just does it right. Yeah, me too. I was, I was, uh, I played it for the first time last summer, I believe. Yes. And, uh, it was the same thing. I was, I had heard great things about it, but looking at it, it was like, this is not the type of game that I typically am, am either good at or enjoy. I tend to get frustrated with this type of game. And there were moments where I got pretty frustrated with the messenger, but um, it's just really, it does handle really clean and looks good. It sounds good. On yeah. top of that, when you die, you go back to the last save point and it, it doesn't really punish you for, uh, for anything. It takes some of your life and you have to pay this little demon, uh, some of your, uh, what are they called? Time crystals. Right. Uh, that you can't collect for the upgrades, but, um, no, it's like Celeste where you can try the same level a hundred times and you slowly figure out, figure it out as you go. And then you get good at it. Like some of the bosses there, by the time I beat them, I was so good at the first half of it. I wouldn't even be touched. Yeah, and it was it's kind of funny though. Like there were certain part, parts of the game where I died a bunch and uh I did start to get a little bit sick of the little red demon guy like uh basically making fun of me every time I died. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, yeah. I, I tend to ignore it a lot, but uh no, I think that was a great addition to the game as opposed to the life system. I like yeah. I would not play this game if I had 3 lives to get past any point. Yeah, I guess I would rather uh not have game overs and the trade-off is this little smart ass demon chirps me and then like takes my time crystals it's like yeah okay, fine. that's exactly it but um that's for a different thing so yeah that's what i've been up to awesome uh well then that means it's time to get into the game but before that brian will tell us a little bit about it Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the Nintendo Entertainment System is a delightful platformer that successfully translates the charm and camaraderie of the animated TV show onto the gaming screen. Players can choose to control either Chip or Dale, the two adventurous chipmunks who served as the dynamic leaders of the Rescue Rangers. The team includes the genius mouse inventor Gadget, the brawny Australian mouse Monterey Jack, and the small but feisty housefly Zipper. Each character brings unique abilities to the table, adding an extra layer of strategy and cooperation to the gameplay. The levels are creatively designed, drawing inspiration from the TV show episodes. From a bustling neighborhood to a functioning factory, players encounter a variety of environments, each presenting its own set of challenges, enemies, and puzzles. 
The game incorporates platforming elements, puzzle solving, and enemy invasion keeping players entertained. The overarching narrative centers around thwarting the plans of the villainous Fat Cat, a nefarious feline who serves as a primary antagonist in both the TV show and the game. The rescue rangers must outsmart Fat Cat and his henchmen to rescue their friends and save the day. Complementing the engaging gameplay is the vibrant and colorful visual styles that capture the essence of the animated series. The graphics are well crafted for the NES, featuring expressive character sprites and detailed backgrounds that enhance the overall experience. The music and sound effects also contribute to the nostalgic atmosphere with a catchy soundtrack that resonates with TV show fans. The tunes evoke a sense of adventure and perfectly accompany the on-screen action. Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the NES remains a classic title cherished by fans of both the animated series and retro gaming. Its successful adaptation of the TV show's characters and storylines into engaging and entertaining platforms solidifies its place in the hearts of gamers who fondly remember the adventures of these lovable chipmunks. All right, and that was a little bit about uh, Chip and Dale. Uh, so let's get into the game. Um, obviously, every every week we always ask ourselves, why did we choose this game? So Sam, why why the Chip and Dale? Well, this was a this is a nice short one that uh, you know we can we can play quick and talk about. But I think we both had some experience with um, myself personally. This was one of the one of those games that uh, I played at a cousin's house. So it was you know. I have fond memories that way. Not, you know, I was pretty little, so I wasn't, you know, getting very far in it or anything at the time, but um, definitely remember uh, the game, the, the sounds, you know, like the, the weird, like chime sound that it makes when you collect those little flowers and uh, the graphics. Like, uh, somebody jingling their keys to get you entertained. <laughs> yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Um, yeah. How about you? What, what history do you have with this game? Um, I know I played it. I rented it when I was young. That's right. There's rental things. Yeah. Uh, stores, they call them. But yeah. uh, no, I rented it because, you know, Chip and Dale was a pretty big uh, franchise, especially the Rescue Rangers uh, during my peak adolescence. And DuckTales had come out already. And this game was just, well, DuckTales was fantastic. And then this game was just, uh, it was a great side-scrolling platformer. So yeah, my it- history with the game is renting and beating it. This game is really good. It's like, I don't know, the the Capcom, like early, late 80s, early 90s, they had this series of. um, Well, they were on fire. Yeah, they just, yeah, they couldn't miss. (laughs) Yeah, they were just uh, pumping out like hit after hit after hit. In fact, I didn't realize it, but we're actually doing back to back Capcom games. So uh, yeah, we are. And two really good ones. Yeah, I'd say yeah. like give, give me a cap, give me a bad Capcom game from this era. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, I'll there's wait. probably one out there, and I, I, I bet you I know who could probably give you a whole list. Yeah, someone's gonna chime in with like Breath of Fire. <laughs> 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 it's not a bad game. It's just a flawed game. It, it was um, good, solid RPG done wrong. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. But if you really want to hear what I, I think about it, go to Retro Wars because I joined Danny on uh, this week's episode or the Breath of Fire episode anyways, which will be about a week ago from the time this was released. Yeah, I've been uh, anticipating that one for a long time. So I, I listened to that today as soon as I could. That was a good good episode, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, Danny uh, carries, uh, carries a whole podcast. But anyway, so let's get on to Rescue <laughs> Rangers. Yeah, so up uh, kissing the Aussies' ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk about Rescue Rangers. We got uh, not not a ton of uh, plot here to uh, uh, to go through, but the Rescue Rangers neighbor. I see that you corrected my spelling. Oh yeah, <laughs> I Canadianize this whole script. <laughs> Just sends my uh, my grammar checker like right on fire when you uh, put all the American oh, spellings yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> so let me let me uh, let me rephrase that. The Rescue Rangers neighbor, or however you weirdos spell it. Uh, so Mandy has lost her kitten. I don't know if that's like a character from the show. Uh, I I did like the show, but I don't I don't remember enough of it to 
um, to recall, but they have to stop Fat Cat, uh, which is a classic uh, 90s uh, cartoon bad guy, Fat Cat. Yeah, a gangster. Yeah. Boss, mob boss. That's the word I'm looking for. And he's got his, his army of baddies and robots and whatever he's thrown at the rescue rangers. So you have yeah. to, yeah. Game didn't really need a big plot. In fact, I didn't even know the game had a plot because I've never read the game manual. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to know there was actually a reason the rescue rangers went out. Yeah. And while I was playing through it, I didn't really pay much attention. I was like, are we trying to rescue Gadget? That's who I thought we were. Well, I thought, Yeah. And then, you know, you save her like two levels in. Yeah. So then she's like, that's that's I think you rescue Gadget. I must have missed like because they have these little mini like quote unquote cut scenes where, you know, like gadgets giving you tips about the next level, which is kind of cool because that's kind of what she does in the show. Right. She's the she's kind of the on the sidelines, like helping them out and fixing things and um, giving them advice. She's the one that both the uh, Chip and Dale just like swoon over whenever she's around. Correct. You know, typical 90s cartoon. There's the hot, uh, very capable woman there that the main characters just, you know, they want to get with. Yes. Hot, uh, hot but animal creature. species sex is wrong. Yeah. The, the real she's a real Lola bunny. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, for protagonists, you got Chip and Dale. Um, they don't play differently, do they? I, I couldn't. No. Yeah, it's more about who you prefer in the show for whatever reason. But uh, there's a two player simultaneous uh, mode. Oh, really? Have you you ever tried it? Well, yeah, neither have I. (laughs) I, Like me and my brother don't play uh, video games together and I don't have friends. So no, because you ruin them all the time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, No. So, yeah, I guess neither of us have any. um, I just would imagine it's both of you well, i looked up screen. a video before recording and it's just literally the same game with both of you on the screen at the time okay cool so yeah and the bosses still only have the one red ball to throw so you, you gotta share you gotta share the ball uh i liked that i mean we can I, I don't know if this is skipping around but i liked the the boss fights with the like red ball you knew what to expect once you did the first one it's like okay <laughs> like how do we figure out you know what 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 i need to hit or whatever but i know that i need to do something with this red yeah, ball did you feel like it almost played like a mega man game there because you'd get to the end and you'd walk in and then it would be just this one room with the boss and it was almost as if you're taking on a robot master yeah i kind of did um and those bosses were like the the animations or the sprites for the bosses were really cool they were yeah they looked awesome they're all big as well. And they're also like takeaways from the show. Oh, really? That's awesome. I, yeah, oh, I yeah. never, I don't remember enough of this show to, uh, I should actually, I should go back and watch it. Just no, sit your kids down. They'll love it. Actually, they don't. It sucks. Like I, I've tried to show them like stuff that, you know, Disney plus is like full of all the cool shit that we used to watch when we were kids and I'll put it on and they're just like, yeah, this is pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, everything's all TikTok and YouTube or whatever now. My kid's the same way. Like, I tried yeah. to uh, immerse him in my life there. He knows a lot of pop culture references. I'm like, where the hell do you find all these out? Because he's talking Dragon Ball Z. He hears mm-hmm. music from old movies. And he's like, oh, that's, uh, I know that song. And But it's always because of his stupid little YouTube shorts. Oh, no. So, like, if you were to sit him down and be like, let's watch some Dragon Ball Z, he'd be like, nah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He'd be like, oh. you know, let's watch this instead. Mr. Beast is giving somebody a million dollars, and I'm going to be a millionaire, too, because Mr. Beast said I can be. Oh, this, uh, these, these kids these days. Mr. Beast is, like, the worst person on the planet, because I don't actually hate him, and I don't dislike what he does for the like the world, but man, my kid comes out with some weird ideas after watching his videos. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I'm, I'm maybe I'm glad that I don't. <laughs> some guy who got popular when the YouTube craze started and uh, didn't actually turn into a douchebag. So, oh well, I mean that's good because a lot of people do. Yeah, I'll give him time. Yeah, he'll grow into it. Yeah. Well, if, if he, he's been doing it since YouTube started, this is like. <laughs> He's been there. It's going to be a while before he's, you know, he's incorruptible. He's like Frodo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Someday I'll have to give it up, though. He'll be too old. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, 
let's see what did what where do we leave off uh, we should talk about some of these npcs it's kind of cool but like uh if i have a criticism of this game i wish that they would use uh some of the other characters a little bit more um yeah like make them playable in some instances right like there were a couple of funny spots where you get like a piece of like Limburger cheese or whatever. And like Monty Jack, Monterey like Jack. Yeah. He comes through and like, he will like break through a wall for you. And it only happens like twice, but it like each yeah. time it's funny. Cause he's like, you know, have you seen yeah, that? that whole thing he does on the show? There's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And his mustache goes out pointed and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And the eyes have that, like whatever that, what do you call Hypnotic that? Look yeah. And then no, uh, it would have been great. Like that would have been a, uh, great character to use for some of the levels they really could have incorporated that whole cheese thing into it yeah i mean we'll have to play the there's a sequel we'll have to play so i don't know I will like, play it they, yeah i don't know if they incorporate him more but i hope they do because he's awesome have you seen the uh that rescue ranger do we talked about this i think that rescue rangers movie that the new one out? that was out there with yeah the Sonic? yeah i did see that yeah, and like the and Monty Jack was like a uh, recovering cheese addict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. yeah, he's trying to kick the stuff. Um which makes cheese an allegory for heroin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the cheddar. Um well that's money. But anyways, uh the yeah, the other the only other NPC aside from Gadget who talks to you and gives you hints between levels is Zipper. Um yeah. And he gives you like he's a the temporary, star of the, like yeah, the star power up of this game. He's he just gives you invulnerability for a few seconds. Yeah, but he actually there was a spot where it was really helpful, and where I think that this game shines is that it can be difficult at parts, but it gives you the tools that you need to make it a little bit easier. I think this is a very well, you know, when we're giving it the final score and stuff, I'll mention this again, but it's a very well balanced. Uh, game i think this game does what something like fucking lion king didn't do or animaniacs um and and actually geared the difficulty towards a younger crowd while still being fun yeah and there it was challenging but not killer Mm -hmm. like uh usually old nintendo games i can't play again because my old ass can't keep up with the old technology but but this one I, i felt very comfortable playing yeah and it's like there were even if you die and even if you're not that good, there are so many opportunities to get lives. There's like some randomly like hidden around the levels and the boxes. Um, you can pick up the little flower things. And if you collect 50 of those, you get a life. Or if you find 10 50, of them, I thought it was 100. I, I'd never counted. Yeah, I think it was. No, uh, I don't remember. It was either 50 or 100, but whatever. It's like a, a you know, you collect a bunch of them and then you get a, a life will float across the screen for you to grab. And then yeah, there the were same with the stars yeah. like if, after yeah. you get enough stars, uh, the next star you find is a one up. Yeah, the stars, it was 10. Every 10th was a one up, but they were a little harder to find. And yeah. then in the in between, like after you after you beat the level, there's like a bonus stage with, I think, like, I don't know, half a dozen boxes around the the square or whatever and you can run up and grab whichever box you want but it's really limited time the one in the top middle was always a life was it yeah not for me yeah really i i like no like i'd always go up the left side because you could get the i found i could get the most boxes if i uh, picked up the first one and then went up the left side and across i'd get uh i think about five out of the eight boxes oh wow so yeah so i would just skip all of that and i just jumped up to the top and went in the middle and picked that one up and it was always a one-up oh maybe it was maybe i just never noticed yeah so it was like you were i I could always bank on getting another one up that way too so but that was pretty cool yeah all right so well maybe that's something i'll have to try again yeah um and i will play this game again for sure oh this game is fun like you can buy it on the disney afternoon collection yes and you get what this uh the second game of chip and dale then you get two ducktales games then you get tailspin and one more i can't remember darkwing duck was it darkwing duck yeah all of the uh chipmunk and duck based uh (laughs) afternoon uh cartoons yeah you got blue from the jungle book oh yeah that's right that's awesome that 
though those shows were all awesome i oh, i yeah. actually it was a great block of tv after school yeah i i grab i i grabbed that on the ps5 so it is it is out there available i'm still i still think it's a crime that it's not on the switch and that it didn't yeah, get it would really of, do well on the switch it would do gangbusters on the switch and they could do like a limited run i mean it, i'd i'd pick it up if it were on the switch i'd want to play it on the switch too um but yeah anyways it's out there available so um i highly recommend and it's not I think it was like 20 bucks on the PS5. So. Yeah, and it goes on sale uh, a lot when those big PlayStation sales come out. Right. Yeah, it's well worth it. Um Yeah, how about the how about the levels? What do you think uh of the you know, some of them were kind of samey, but uh I thought they were pretty well done and um interesting to look at for the most part. You know, I like the levels in the game like like we've been saying, nothing in this game has been overly hard, but the levels, they are what they look like they are. So it's, uh, you're obviously a small character in a big world there. So when you, uh, go into a, a level that has, uh, you know, you're in a casino, say, I think one of the levels is, mm-hmm. you know, you are uh, obviously a little chipmunk inside of a big casino. You, you can really feel the difference in size. Yeah, it's, it's neat. I liked the, yeah, I did. I liked the casino. I liked the, uh. The toy store was pretty cool, um, or I don't know if it was a toy store, but there were like Jack in the Boxes and little oh, like, yeah, yeah, teddy bears in boxes. Uh, that was a pretty cool one. Um, and then there was like a bookstore, either a bookstore or a library. I like that one too. You're like jumping around on the bookshelves. Um, I uh, I think yeah, I missed that level because you, you you have a couple of levels you can skip. Oh, he he skipped them. Come on. <laughs> Well, I was like, I didn't think I'd make it through on my first life. And I, I like, I literally ran the game left or right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty so, easy. <laughs> I skipped the levels to try to get through to the end. Cause I was going to do a second playthrough. But after right. I finished the game, I was just like, okay, well, fuck this. then. yeah, <laughs> well, you beat it. So, yeah. uh, and I liked the, uh, I liked the overworld too, where you, it's like, looks kind of like a, like a, um, mario 3 like super mario world where you are on like an island and you move um you know like on the path and go level to level but you're in their little chippendale airship and and the airship looks good it looks really cool yeah and oh god that's again another throwback to the show the little uh bleach bottle with a balloon on it made by gadget mm-hmm. yeah and it's got those little like um like da vinci looking like bat wing things uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a um, yeah great just, piece of engineering. Completely not uh, usable in real life physics, but uh, it looked neat on the show, especially going through a major storm in the openings. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like a that was like an iconic uh, cartoon vehicle. Like between that and like the turtle blimp and and the turtle van and stuff, and then and then that and <laughs> um, blues yeah. airplane from Tailspin. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Robo Duck there. Oh shit! Yeah, one wheeled uh, guy that was in both uh, Ducktales and Darkwing Duck. Yeah, and like the the Batman the animated series, uh, like cigarette Batmobile, like the really long. Oh yeah, that was like... a good Batmobile. <laughs> we should convince Un- Unbuckled over in his Unbuckled Comics podcast to do his favorite Batmobiles. Oh, that's a good I one. I know he's listening, so Unbuckled. Yeah, get on Ooh. it. Yeah, best Batmobiles. And if he does, we'll promote it on this show. Yeah, we will. I would love. I would love that. That would be really cool. Um, anything else you got on the levels? I mean, they're they're pretty, uh, pretty, pretty typical. You know, platforming levels, but you know, each one has its own like you know thing in it that kind of goes along with the theme, like the the first level in the neighborhood. You're you're up in the power lines, and you have to avoid the you know, like the frayed sections of wire that have a little like, you know, electric current running through them. And yeah, and that's very realistic because of city infrastructures and stuff like that. And, you know, using your tax dollars to do kickbacks instead of fix things. So that one was almost too realistic. <laughs> yeah. Failing infrastructure, zapping poor yeah. little chipmunks. No, I, I actually really enjoyed the little quirks of each level. Like, um, mm-hmm. 
which level is it the diner you start out in, and then you go through the kitchen and you have to jump on the taps to turn them off and then you got these pots that are uh, boiling water you have to jump over the uh, knobs oh yeah um uh there was i think it might be the uh the factory at the end where th- there was like these balls that are dropping out of these pipes and then you have to um use oh the, yeah you have to like shut those off too like having to being able to shut those off and it's like if you don't understand to do that on your own um gadget gives you those hints like that's kind yeah. of what she's saying in between the levels she's like in zone uh c make sure that you you know turn off this knob or whatever uh or else you won't be able to pass or like watch out for the pitfalls or <laughs> Yeah, like you, if you jump on this thing there, you'll get past the level. And it's like, it's very obvious hints when you get there. It it kind of, yeah, it's fun that she does that, but at the same time, maybe making an option you can turn off. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Ah, they weren't doing that back in in those days. No, back in the day, you're lucky just to get a Nintendo game and you thanked mom and dad. Yeah, and if you got this game, you got a good one. So. Uh, yeah oh no uh just finishing up on the level design i like how um good use of the uh uh, the space on the screen it wasn't just you running up and jumping on a low platform sometimes you could go high sometimes you could go low mm -hmm. so it was um very varied in the way you could actually complete the levels and that was what kind of made it um, a fun game to replay yeah, and in and in typical like Capcom fashion, you know, we just talked about Mega Man Two last week. Some of those levels go vertical for a bit, like you know, climbing up a power line, or, uh, or, you know, not not a power line, but like the the pole. You know, you climb up the pole and then go over on the line. Um, there were a couple other instances, like the the sewers where you're like going up the pipes. You know, that kind of yeah. yeah, that that stuff is awesome and like just kind of trademark Capcom design yeah and uh, the best part is uh if the level didn't need to have a vertical section like if you're just going through like the diner say it's not going to give you an artificially you know detour or sorry artificial detour there just to uh make the more use of the up and down it makes it feel uh like you would expect it yeah, it's like it it sticks to the theme basically, right? Yeah, so, yeah. There's like there's and every a... level is just gorgeous. Like for mm-hmm. a game this old, they did very well with the color palette and the graphics. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to hard to believe this. Like there are certain games, like parts of Mega Man Two and and this. Like looking at it, it's it's hard to believe that it, that came out on the NES when there's some other stuff on the NES that looks really not good <laughs> yeah um yeah so that that's the levels the world um I, I can't remember if there's anything else i wanted to mention there i mean um we could always circle back yeah we could um yeah i mean even that the enemies weren't too bad either on on some of these like um it's pretty pretty simple like there's a uh, a pretty neat mechanic where you pick up there's these little boxes like all over the map um, which is kind of funny to think about, like, what are these, like, it, do you ever go walking out in the, you know, in the neighborhood and see just like stacks of little tiny boxes that are for chipmunks? Like what? The I hell don't question these? it anymore. Those are for Chip and Dale. Yeah. I know. It's like, what? <laughs> I have to stop my dogs from like eating. them. I was like, no, those are for <laughs> Chip and Dale. <laughs> You're going to kill them. Actually, Chip and Dale throws them at your dogs. They're just like the robo ones. Yeah. They're gonna... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so that was cool. There were two ways that you could use the boxes and and there was like almost gave a, a little bit of a layer of strategy to how you move through the level is you could either pick up and throw the box and they would just go. You could throw them um, either, you know, left or right or straight up in the air. Uh, and then you could also hide under it. And if uh, an enemy passed over you while you were hiding under a box, it would take your box, but it would it would kill the enemy. So um, oh, I knew I would, you could hide in the box. I just never had an enemy run into me when I was in it. Oh, you didn't? No, yeah, I, I just like I thought it was just hide in the box. Yeah, you could hide in the box, and then if if uh, like one of those robot dogs, for instance, like jumps out and is heading towards you, you could either throw the box. But if you want to hold on to your box, you can just um, press down, 80s. and then yeah, 
<laughs> hold on to your box <laughs> ladies uh yeah you could just hide under it and then once they hit the box it takes the box and kills him oh, okay well it's just a different one. way to kill them i guess yeah but if you're well, in a tight um, space it could be useful. How about those enemies that actually took more than one box to kill there like uh what were they the uh they were the birds there and you'd have to throw a box above their legs and clip them on the head to kill them otherwise they'd grab the box and throw it back at you oh yeah those those were tough i just yeah tried to leave those alone that that level was actually tough i can't remember i think that was the office level or something I, but there were like fans there were like desk fans that were blowing yeah. in the opposite direction and and those birds were actually pretty tough to jump over too i mean chippendale jumped pretty high in this game but that bird trying to jump over it really it didn't fuck with you unless you like threw a box at it but it was yeah. also tough to clear jumping over it yeah the, the key point was like you had to hit the box at a certain height and it was like not an impossible shot but it was a pretty difficult one yeah it uh, uh, took a few boxes to take one out usually yeah and the um another cool thing that this game does though like speaking of uh you know, particular enemies or just sections that are a little bit more difficult. Once you get over a section that that was a little bit more difficult, the game would kind of like put like the acorns are under some of the boxes and will give you a, a bit of your health back. You've got like three hearts. Um, and if you lose all three, you die, obviously. But if you were to pick up an acorn, you get a heart back. So I, I found that after some of those sections that were a little bit more difficult, um, they would kind of plant an acorn somewhere behind it as if to say, you know, like, okay, good job. Like you made it past this part. We'll give you your, your heart back. Yeah. And normally you had to go pick up every box you could find just to find that acorn. So it, it was nice. It was definitely uh, not feeding you the uh, acorn, but it was putting it in a spot you could, you know, explore a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, I just got over this, you know, uh, obstacle. I'm going to grab this box. So I have a box. Oh, look, there's an acorn in there. It's like, Cool. You know, the game helped you along a little bit in that way. Um, it wasn't so unforgiving. No, it was a uh, good use of the items. Yeah. Um, any enemies that you just like couldn't stand? I, I was not a fan of those birds. Yeah, the birds. And there was that other one that would um, run forward and they would knock whatever was in front of them, like up in an angle towards you. So if you try to jump and avoid them, they would knock a box into you or something. Yeah, those kind of suck, too. And th the, most of these things are in the later levels. So like once the game does start to get a little bit more difficult is where you see this stuff. But I think that's like the that's the rhino runner, right? They're like rhinoceros and like a football uniform. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. The rhino runners. Yeah. Which is another thing that I saw, like, as I was um, making the notes and, and like looking up some of these enemies, I was like, why is there a rhinoceros that's like not that much bigger than a chipmunk? <laughs> you need to look up um, an old Canadian classic film called The House Hippo. The House Hippo? Yeah. It sounds. Let me look this up. This sounds fake. No, it's uh, one of our great um, heritage commercials there and The House Hippo. I'll let you watch it there. Uh, but, oh, uh, check that out. It's a little tiny. Yeah, it's a little tiny hippo that walks around the house at night and, you know, leaves little hippo tracks and all over the place. So that's why you have these small rhinos is because they're uh, relatives of the house hippo. Oh, yeah, the house hippo. It takes a big hippo dump on your, on your toothbrush. Oh, just a gigantic <laughs> one right on the floor, right? Tiny hippo, big dump. Yeah, they're gonna, he's going he's gonna to poop in your sink. <laughs> oh man that's cute hippos are dangerous though oh yeah but anyway. they're adorable and anything that's adorable we uh we try to pet that's right no no don't pet that um yeah the only other um enemies that kind of were annoying were the um they were like buzzer flies that would like fly into the screen kind of quick and then they'd like zero in on you and try to like ghost once they got to your level they would you know go vertical towards you um, yeah those could be kind of hard to avoid while you were trying to platform sometimes but i mean it wasn't undoable you know it's like there were no, yeah, patience yeah and especially um the last level obviously is going to be a little bit more challenging than any of the others there were some um 
some narrow passages with uh, conveyor belts going the opposite direction. And then they oh, the axes you, like, that would come down and you had to jump over the axes. Oh yeah. That was a pain in the ass. And then you had a whole bunch of those rhinos and the yeah. rhinos took a couple of boxes to wipe out as well. Yeah, definitely. The axes were, were a pain in the ax. But that podcast over, let's, uh, let's end it here. Thanks for coming out and listening. Sam just nailed it. Yeah. Thanks ladies and gentlemen. Tip your server. <laughs> uh, we'll be here all week. Um, but that one, that one was, um, that was hard to kind of get the timing on a little bit, but once I, once I did, it was fine. And then some of those narrow passages where they'd like kind of throw enemies at you and you didn't have very much room to avoid them could be a little yeah. challenging. And that's where uh, a little bit of luck came into play. Yeah, a little bit of luck or just kind of like outlasting the situation and, you know, finding your acorn on the other end or just, you know, you know, lucking out because there were little checkpoints. Like if you could get through the level and get to the boss battle uh, and then the boss took your last heart or something like that, when you restarted, you were right back in the boss battle. It wasn't like they were sending you back to the beginning of the level or anything. No, that's uh, that'd be rude if they did. It would be really rude. It sounds like, um, you know, maybe something that the, the Lion King would do. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm You're not just gonna, never going to let the Lion King go, are you? I, I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> I'm not going to let it go. OK, um, bosses. Um, I we talked a little bit about the bosses before with um, having that little like red rubber ball that you throw at them, which yeah, I and thought that's was your- cool only weapon on all of uh, the bosses is you find this red rubber ball and you just have to throw it at the boss until you find the weak point. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. I thought all these, all these bosses were fun. They each added like a different element in trying to avoid whatever, um, whatever they were kind of throwing at you. There were um, two instances where you fight fat cat, like the final boss one where he actually, <laughs> Uh, tips cigar ash on you. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Something that definitely wouldn't be put into a video game these days. No, <laughs> contain even the cigar the- itself is a big no-no today. Well, right, yeah. Like, um, if you were to watch stuff like this on on Disney Plus, they put a disclaimer in there now that like contains tobacco depictions, which we regret uh, ever putting in anything ever and whatever and um. You know, I'm sure like this game might be uh T for teen because it contains tobacco depictions and and violence. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh this is what got me smoking. Yeah, pretty much like I saw Fat Cat tipping ash on on chipmunks and thought, man, it doesn't get much cooler that than that. Suit, yeah. And you, you realize how rich he is. So I have to smoke to be rich. That was my logic. Yes. Purple suit and uh, smoking. Big profits. <laughs> absolutely yeah and you're a gangster with a whole army full of uh mini rhinos mini rhinos and and little uh house hippos and robots weasel all mobsters kinds. yeah weasel mob yeah those weasel mobsters kind of looked like the those like weasels from who framed roger rabbit yeah yeah that's where i've seen them before i knew yeah. they looked familiar it's like the exact same like design and everything because it's all disney but um well, was I can't remember if who for I think uh, Disney had their they had their grubby little fingers in it somewhere. So, well, Disney and um, Warner Brothers. Well, I think it was a Disney movie, but Warner Brothers allowed the use of their property in that movie. Yeah, that movie was amazing. That movie was fan- that was the first movie I ever saw in theater. Oh, really? That's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's how old I am. I can't remember what the first movie I saw was. Ah, anyways, uh, any of these uh, any of these bosses that really uh tickled your fancy or you had any difficulty with i think the caterpillar would be the one like the second to last boss in the game uh mostly because he just kind of moved around and you could throw the ball up and down or left and right Mm -hmm. so there was no angle shot so you had to make sure you're in the right spot while he's moving and then hit him with the ball slap your balls in his face if you will yeah I didn't have any problem hitting him but i had to figure out the pattern of like so the caterpillar is like up on a branch above above you on the screen and he never comes down and you can throw the ball up to hit him 
But once you do, he like splits apart into four pieces and then like comes down at like in like a weird arc. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. And then being in the right spot on the screen to avoid those was tricky at first. But once I kind of recognized the pattern, then. Yeah. And the caterpillar was upright. That was the other thing is like, it's not a caterpillar sitting four segments uh, horizontally. It's like straight up and down. So. Yeah, not so it that like it a, made a difference. You had to hit him in the head, anyways. Yeah, it was like a narrow target, though. Unlike something like the, there was fat like cat. A, he was pretty easy. Yeah, fat cat was. Um, there, there was a, was it a spaceship or like a weird fish? There was like a fish, um, and it like dropped these lightning bolts like all over, like a bunch of lightning bolts. That one was kind of hard to like keep yourself behind the the fall of the lightning bolts while getting into a good position to throw that ball up in the air. And actually, did you ever hit yourself with the ball? Uh, yes, it stuns you long enough for you to, uh, uh, what's it, get hit? Yeah, sometimes you can get hit. Some, sometimes I lucked out. Like if I was in a, a spot where the the bosses, whatever it was throwing at me, wasn't, wasn't going in that area. Because there were definitely, there were some bosses where there were, definite safe spaces to stand on the screen which i thought was cool because you know like if we're we talking safe spaces safe spaces yeah <laughs> um i would say like um where was i going with this like a game like Mega Man, right obviously built with some challenge um but definitely not a lot of safe spaces to stand on the screen <laughs> for like no. a boss battle. <laughs> you know what this game was missing for the bosses? It was a, a boss rush at the end would have been nice. That would have been cool. Yeah, there's not a lot of bosses here. Everyone takes the red ball to beat. So if you had to like run through the bosses again before getting to the last fat cat, that would have been kind of neat in my opinion. Yeah, I would have had fun with that. Just like run, run them back through. There might be a... I wonder if there's a game mode built in because there were some extra options built in on the. Uh, there was a boss rush mode on the Disney afternoon collection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess you could do that. But yeah, in the original game, it it is not part of uh, part of the game, but it's no, yeah. you beat them once and that's it. That would have been cool. Maybe they thought it would be too intense for like their uh, their target a audience. Little Johnny sitting in the. Uh sitting in the living room, you know, three feet from the TV with his Nintendo controller and smile on his face. Yeah. And then he has No, to... I can't do this. It's too hard. Shut up, Johnny. Yeah, you oh, I shouldn't up. say that. We actually got uh, somebody uh, <laughs> joined us. Johnny uh, from Virginia from the Remember the Game crew joined us. So I shouldn't pick on people named Johnny. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to hear up, this. Johnny. That's it. He's going to unsubscribe. Sorry, Johnny. Shut up, Johnny. Do a boss rush. Yeah, <laughs> do it, do it now. Um, yeah. So let's. Should we get into kind of uh, our our full thoughts on on what we think of this? Game? Yeah. Um, I'll go first if you don't mind. No, go go for um, it, man. Overall, this game. I don't know why I remember this game like so well and how much I enjoyed it, but it is a fun game. Like beginning it, I can play, like pick up this game and I can play it and just right engulfed into it and you know it takes an hour to beat after yeah. uh, you get good um graphically i love this game it, it's just very detailed the backgrounds even have some good details really lets you know where you are this is uh peak capcom 8-bit music as well yeah like very catchy and i don't know if you agree with me on this but Mega Man's uh, this game uh can't think of another game course now it just completely went blank but their games at this era were just musically beautiful yeah for sure um i continue i continue to be blown away playing some of these games that um i either had very limited experience with or no experience with at the time and how well they hold up um you know this game you know obviously it's not going to be released like this today but Let's say, you know, um, Disney wants to put out like a, you know, retro style, you know, web game or, you know, retro style little platformer, 
you know, for a couple bucks, you know, like this, <laughs> it wouldn't be any better than this, right? I mean, this is a, this is a great game. Yeah. And it plays really well too. Like even the controls are pretty tight on this. Very. Yeah. The only, the only <laughs> I did have one frustration that, uh, I, I listed down here and the, the hit box can be a little, uh, uh, difficult sometimes. Oh, so that, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like, uh, you know, the little toe syndrome there where your little toe touches the enemy and yeah. all of a sudden you're down a, a heart. Yeah. And it was like, not even the enemies so much as the, um, like there were some floor spikes, but not very many, but I would like kind of move just slightly to jump over it. And, uh, you know, as, as you typically do, you run forward and then you jump. Yeah. Um, and where I thought, you know, you know, where my brain has trained myself to jump was just a little bit too far into the hitbox and I would get hit with, you know, like a spike or, uh, I've never yeah. understood video game logic where if you go into the side of a spike, you get hurt. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Mega Man does that. Maybe that's a Capcom thing. I mean, cause doesn't Mega Man do that too? Like, yeah, you if you, any you touch the side that. of a spike, you're dead. Yeah. And that's like insta kill. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't do that. Unless you have no rings. No, you can touch the side of it. Like if there's a, a set of spikes. Oh, yeah, you can, you can, can't you? Yeah, you can you can push up against it. Well, look at that. Look at the superior Sonic actually figuring out spike physics. Mm, Sonic doesn't do that. Um, what else? Yeah. The, the Man, flat... we should get some British guy to talk about that. We should. Um, yeah. Uh, level design. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great game. Um, I don't really have anything else to, to say. I mean, not too difficult. This is, again, I've said it before. This is like the speed that a game should be for the demographic that it was meant for. I mean, it was and, it was a little challenging, but not too much. Easy to learn. That, yeah, on the note of that challenge, and I'm going to cut you off here because That's fine. You know, this is my show now. Yeah, go for it. But uh, no, the, speaking of the challenge, it was like I remember as a kid, this was the right amount of challenge for you know, the age level it was targeted at. Hell yeah. And I can't remember what game we were talking about recently, but where the challenge didn't match kind of the, uh, the target audience. Oh, you mean Animaniacs? Oh, Animaniacs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, so two weeks ago, my eye starts twitching again. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I I blanked that out of my brain because that's my cursed episode for editing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It it fucked both of us over. That game. Oh, absolutely. Animaniacs (laughs) is, uh, it's, uh, one of those games that, we never want to talk about again, but we got a comment on Twitter there about somebody asking our opinions on the Genesis and the Game Boy version. So we're going to have to talk about it again. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, those two are better, though. Yeah, I don't really want to mess with the Game Boy version, but. Um, well, we got to do the Genesis at least. Like, yeah, I it's the, a different story. I'd try the Genesis one. Yeah, different story. And I guess like the the Animaniacs themselves had actually different abilities, which is something I wish the super nintendo one would have done yeah and we'll have to check out the spike physics as well see if it's a sega thing or just sonic it's probably just sonic yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know konami you are on my shit list for animaniacs for a little bit i'm we got uh this is a little further down the line but we got some we got a castlevania game coming up so maybe maybe konami will get back in my good graces after that Maybe Konami will break me. I've never been a huge Castlevania guy, but we're uh, I'm going to give it a go. I bought the Castlevania collection, so hell yeah, I have to play them now. Yeah, they're good. You'll it'll be okay. I've played a I've played a couple of them. Um, All right. Yeah, that's that's for another day. What anything else left to say about Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Just no, it was game. a great cartoon back in the day. I'm going to play that song that uh, Unbuckled said gets stuck in his brain and. <laughs> He's going to get it stuck in his head again. Oh, yeah. He's going to be humming it at work and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, his little boy there is going to start humming the song. And then he'll have to do a full watch through again after he does his top 10 Batmobiles. Yep. Yeah. After the Batmobiles. Stay focused. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Don't let us down. Actually, um, it's funny because I think think he mentioned, uh, um, Unbuckle, that is, mentioned... uh, the Animaniacs song getting stuck in his head and then also the Rescue Rangers song getting stuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's going to be the theme of the podcast now is how many songs could we get stuck in your head? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, let's let's try to find. We'll, we'll find some. We'll find some good, annoying earworms for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back with the top ten songs you won't get out of your head for weeks. Yes. But uh, we should probably score this now because uh, we, we're way off topic. Yeah, we're we're off the rails here. Let's score this thing and and uh, get on out of here. What do you think? What are you giving this, Brian? Um, great game, great memories, great music. A little bit easier in my adulthood, which is off like kind of the opposite of a lot of games. So it's not perfect. Um, I think I'm gonna go a straight eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, that's what I gave it an eight out of 10. And something I, I thought of just now, like I was trying to think of like, well, why did I give it an eight and not like, a, a you know, a nine or something, you know, because we were just like gushing all over this game for the last, you know, however long we've well, been talking. It's not a bad score. No, it's not a bad score at all. But I did. I did keep it out of that, like not eight point five nine range for, for a couple of reasons. And one of them that I just remembered um, was the lack of there were a couple times when there were like power ups. Um, There's like one point you get a hammer. That was kind of fun. And another oh, the part, one you can't drop. You can't drop it, but it's also like the only point in the game where you get the hammer. And it was really fun to use. I wish I could have like had another chance with that somewhere else. That would have been fun. Um, And then also like there's a you get like the the hydrofoil little like airboat or whatever. And all you do is oh, just like. Yeah. You just jump in it and it just like rides vertical for a little bit, like across the screen. And then you just hop off of it like nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, that w- it would have been kind of nice if they use those uh, these special little things better. Yeah. And then like we talked about underutilization of Monty Jack because he's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, an eight. It's a solid eight. It's a great game. Um, yeah, and, those and eight's, a mo- like, and eight's a definite recommend, uh, recommendation to play. Like, uh, if you're uh, talking a bad game, you're talking anything under a four. Yeah, no, this is like, this is a great game. Yeah, four to six would be a good, an okay game. You know, seven and eight is a great game, and a nine and ten is almost a must play. Yeah. Um, where, where are we going to put this on our uh, patented oh. Retrotopia tier list? The old tier rank, and I see you wrote down here it's a B-ranked game. Um, I'm not going to fight you on that. It is okay. definitely a clear B-ranked game. Yeah, I think it's a high B though. Like it, it's a B, but I could be I could be swayed or or talked into a into an A, but uh maybe not. Oh. I mean, it's it's a high B though. It's a it's a good high B. Well, if you look at the um, oh eight out of ten from both of us, that's an A. If you got a report card. Wait, what? An eight, two eight out of tens is an A. Well, eighty percent is an A. No, it's 90% not. Ninety percent an A plus. Oh, eighty percent is like a is like a C. Eighty percent is a C. Whoa! What school did you go to? <laughs> An American school. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like uh, fifty is a failure. Yeah. Uh, sixty is a failure as well, but nobody has E's. No, sixty-five uh, was the. Oh, fail maybe point. you're right. Yeah, 65, like a 70 was like a D. And then, um, yeah, like C was like, you know, either like 79 or 80 down to 70. And oh, yeah. so we always did it by tens. Yeah, that's probably was a fail. Nine, like 90 to 100 was an A plus. 80 to 90 was an A. <laughs> 70 to 80 was a B. 60 to 70 was a C. And 50 to 60 was a D, yeah. And anything below that was an F. Huh. Weird. You yeah, guys, it's, yeah. I mean, you, it's you like guys you don't want everybody to feel bad about going to school. Interesting. Yeah, that's a weird concept. Also, you spell things wrong. So, I mean, you talk to your father, Britain, about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. We told them to fuck off. So <laughs> we spell things our way. We use their system of measurement. <laughs> yeah. I, I would go over again why you guys don't use you in words, but it's really a boring story. Yeah. It, it just makes things. I pronounce the you in my head and it, it's like color. Well, it's not color. even they, they're not even pronounced different. No, they're not. It's just no, it's weird. literally all just uh, save money scam by America. And when on the days where you paid by the letter. Well, always trying to save a buck, you know. Absolutely, you uh, misers. 
Uh, so yeah. Um, well, we yeah, I guess we're like the Scrooge McDuck if we're like making an in in universe like Disney reference. We're there very you go. we're very Scrooge McDuck. But he was and Scottish. he did play Ebenezer Scrooge uh, in his first appearance. So yep, fits out perfectly. All right. So um, you have anything left there, Sam? I got nothing left. All right. So I guess that's going to do it for another episode of Retrotopia. So what do we got coming up next week? Next week we're going to be talking Punch Out. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll see how I do. <laughs> I yeah, don't have a lot of be, it's, yeah, yeah, it's no particular punch out. It's a punch out or punch out with Mike Tyson. So it's, yeah, they're the Mike, same game anyways. Mike Tyson's punch out or yeah, or just punch out. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So until next time, everyone keep on gaming. If you want to be part of the community, you can find us at Linktree backslash retrotopia that is link tr.ee backslash retrotopia where you can join our discord meet us on twitter or wherever we are on social media thanks for listening